Wilson. And I'm Rachel. And this is the Me So Hungry Podcast. Itadakimasu! Just Me So Hungry! So today, we are doing something a little different. Instead of our usual podcast where it's just me and Rachel going on and on and on and on and on about some food topic, today we have somebody else going on and on and on about some food topic, um, specifically Japanese supermarkets. Um, So today we have somebody that we have definitely talked about quite a few times before because we are a huge fan of him, Um, Matthew Amserburton, who is one half of the podcasting duo at Spilled Milk. He is the evil mastermind behind the blog Roots and Grubs and is also the author of the book Hungry Monkey, will be joining us today. Um, According to his portfolio, it is his goal in life to open a successful pad thai stand on the streets of Bangkok, which really has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but it's pretty interesting because he is an interesting dude. Hello. Hi. Hi, Matthew. How are you? We're good. How are you? Excellent. This is Allison, by the way. Hi. I I can tell the difference. (laughs) Ooh, he knows our voices. That means he really has been listening to our podcast. I have. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That's kind of scary. (laughs) Well, thanks for uh, doing this. We've been really excited for this. Yeah, you bet. I'm excited, too. I've oh, never your, been... Your audio sounds so much better than ours does. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Crazy better. Yeah, and I've never been so excited to talk about supermarkets in my life, so... <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, no, I don't get super excited about American supermarkets. Oh, yeah, what's exciting? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, so let's figure out, fi- figure out our flow and see if I can figure out how to make myself talk tonight. Yeah, you bet. I'm, I'm still... This is uh, like... Uh, I'm, I'm like staying up late tonight. Well, thank you for making that sacrifice for us. <laughs> we really appreciate it. It's okay. Lori made me a cocktail earlier. It was great. <laughs> it's been it's been a good evening. We watched Jeopardy with Iris. Iris has suddenly gotten really into Jeopardy. Nice. I love Jeopardy. Yeah, me too. Is is she starting to answer everything with a question? Yeah, yeah, definitely. She's she's all about that. That makes parenting in- interesting. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm going to start out because when we asked you if you'd be willing to come on and do this, and we asked, you know, we said, you can pick your topic, and you chose supermarkets. I what, did. What was going through your head? What was going through my head was, okay, so um, my family, um, um, my wife and uh, our eight-year-old, um, and I, we spent uh, the month of July this year in Tokyo. We got, we rented a little apartment in Western Tokyo. Uh, and when I say little, I think it was uh, 250 square feet. Nice. Um, and, um, and we had this neighborhood supermarket just like two minutes down the street from us. And almost nothing made me happier than going to this supermarket. And that was partly because it was uh, really well air conditioned and it was like, <laughs> 90 degrees and disgusting out every day. Uh, But also because there's just something about Japanese supermarkets, some like special spark that no American supermarket, no matter how fancy or how special I've been in, can match. And I think what it is, is there is such a 
a specificity of purpose to a Japanese supermarket. I mean, like, I, I started referring to our supermarket, which was called uh, Life Market, as, uh, as the world's greatest supermarket, which, uh, <laughs> um, which is totally a joke because it could not be a more typical Japanese supermarket. But it's not very big, but it, it sells everything you could possibly need to make a great Japanese meal. Um, you know, and it made me realize that, that Japanese cooking is, is so economical in the sense that you, you take the same basic flavorings and ingredients and combine them in thousands of different ways, and that is Japanese cooking. Yes! <laughs> I, I love that that's, that's your take home right there. <laughs> Yeah, but there was so much more to it than that. I mean, uh, there was uh, the the uh, supermarket had a theme song. Did you guys encounter this at all um, when when you were in uh, in Japan? That uh, there are like funny theme songs playing all over the place. Yeah, everybody has one. Yeah, so the theme song at the supermarket, and it was weird because it wasn't always playing in the same place, and it wasn't always playing at the same tempo. I never figured out whether it was in Japanese or English, um, but I believe the way it went was, and I'm going to try and sing it for you, the, uh, the Life Supermarket jingle went something like this, repeated over and over and over until you went crazy. It went something like, funny, 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 surprise, surprise, funny, 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 surprise, surprise. And th that was the whole jingle. <laughs> I, I'm actually kind of wondering if we can take that clip and, and repurpose it and make that our new theme music for me so hungry. <laughs> oh, you will get a letter from Life Supermarket's lawyers <laughs> faster than you can blink. <laughs> no. Oh, well, as legal counsel for me so hungry. Oh, God. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're holding you re responsible for this, Rachel. I know. I'll have to think about this. <laughs> okay. I want to hear about your first experience in a Japanese supermarket because I know this wasn't your first trip to Japan, right? It wasn't, but I don't think Iris and I ever went to a supermarket um, the first time we were in Tokyo. So, so this really was uh, my first experience uh, inside a, a Japanese. I, I went to one. I went to a Japanese-owned supermarket in Bangkok one time, which was fairly similar to a Japanese supermarket in Japan. But this was really my first time, like, shopping and buying stuff to cook at home. Got it. And did you do any prep work by, like, what do you have near you? Like, Uajimaya? Do you have an Uajimaya near you? Yes, we do have a Uajimaya. And, um, and Life Supermarket is really, um, you know... It's not that they sell a whole lot of stuff that you can't get at Awajimaya, although some of the stuff they sell is much better quality, which I hope we'll talk about. And so, so shopping at a, at a Japanese supermarket in the U.S. Is, is, a very good, is very good preparation for shopping at one in Japan. It's especially good preparation if you don't read Japanese because <laughs> uh, you will find very little uh, <laughs> Roman character anywhere in a Japanese supermarket in Japan. Yeah, that's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's I go why in it's there fun. and I'm like, uh, hey, Rachel, I'm going to send you a picture. you got to translate this for me. Yeah, and I did, I did the thing, which I, I've been known to do this in, in markets and stores in, in the U.S. Uh, frequently, but like I asked for the salt when I was standing right in front of it. <laughs> that, that was on my first trip to the store. Okay, so language aside, um, mm -hmm. I'm curious because I actually have not been to a Japanese supermarket in Japan, although I have here in the U.S. 
Um, what makes them unique and different from the ones, or from from what we would consider to be a regular supermarket here? Um, a regular Japanese supermarket or an American supermarket? Either, both. Okay. the The biggest things are, first of all, um, on the on the like Japanese product side, the the quality of the produce, um, the the vegetables, meat, and fish, especially, um, is just insane. So, like I said, this this was our, you know, suburban Tokyo, very typical supermarket, not a gourmet luxury Whole Foods style market, mm-hmm. and you could get um, uh, Berkshire pork, the, the uh, Kurobuta pork. Um, you could get these incredibly marbled steaks um, for for uh, you know uh, cooking uh, like uh, you know Kobe style beef. Um, you could get. Uh, Meat. Most of the meat is sold like sliced for for hot pots, um, because if you're going to get some fancy meat and make it go a long way, you know, hot pot is a great way to do it. Um, and just the the level of quality is is outrageous. The uh, the vegetables um, are uh, they are cheap and they are gorgeous. And I I sort of got the feeling that there was that if I went out behind the supermarket, there would be like the the not so perfect vegetables area, and like they you know would take them out back and shoot them or something. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, getting getting to know the the cuisine through just just like walking through a supermarket, you see like oh hey you know there's that vegetable I had now now I can sort of figure out what it is uh, in its uh, in its whole form, not like chopped up and cooked in a dish. Mm-hmm. Um, one of one of my favorite things about being in Japan was uh, negi, um, which are kind of like leeks and kind of like scallions. They look more like leeks, but they're more tender, like scallions. Um, and uh, you don't you don't see them very often in the U.S. You can get them at a Japanese supermarket in the U.S., but they're really expensive. And in yeah. Tokyo, they are incredibly cheap, and they're in everything, and they have a really unique flavor that is not quite leek and not quite onion and not quite scallion and they are so delicious you know you find them on a bowl of ramen or like on a tofu salad all kinds of ways i miss them yeah yeah i do too i yeah i really got used to having lots of negi in my food every day and then on the western there see there's not everything at the japanese supermarket is strictly japanese but it's all sort of gone through the japanese mirror (laughs) um so there's so there's like a lot of Western food for sale. Um, there's you know there's a yogurt section, and we got we kind of got into this uh, Bulgarian yogurt. Um, I, I don't think it actually has anything to do with Bulgaria, but that's the brand name. <laughs> um, and we uh, later um, uh, we were watching sumo, and it turned out there's that there's this uh, Bulgarian sumo wrestler who is very popular, and he's sponsored by Bulgarian yogurt. And in between matches, they parade around in their like ceremonial sumo garb, and he has the Bulgarian yogurt logo on his. That was great. <laughs> so I really enjoyed the cereal section. Um, there, even even big Japanese supermarkets don't have like a huge cereal selection like you find at every American supermarket, but they have all kinds of unusual cereals that uh, that I really enjoyed, like um, uh, Kellogg's Brown Rice Flakes, uh, Genmai Fureki, and uh, they were really good. And then on the back, you know, they have like the uh, the recipes, and it's not. It's not like American cereal box recipes where it's like, you know, um, uh, mash up with marshmallows and, uh, and uh, throw in some Fruit Loops and stuff. It's, uh, so the, the brown rice flakes, they suggested um, serving them on a, uh, a hiyayako a cold tofu salad or um, uh, crumbling them over okonomiyaki. Mm. Uh, the the pancake nice. dish. Um, 
I, I really enjoyed the cereal boxes. And there was also this, uh, uh, we, we did not only buy healthy cereals, there was also this um, dark chocolate cornflakes. I uh, love those. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I found them here in the U.S. as more of a snack food with like a thicker chocolate coating. But this one really was, it was like the only good chocolate, chocolate breakfast cereal that I've ever had. It really tasted like chocolate. I totally agree with that. Well, except there's one in France that I really like. That makes but, sense. I'll buy that. Yeah. <laughs> what about weird things? Oh, that's that's a good question. Weird things. Well, one one thing that I totally did not expect to see. I, I mean, I don't know whether I should have or not, but didn't expect to see in a in a uh, average supermarket was uh, Yuba tofu skin. Have you had this? I love it's, it. I don't okay, know if yeah, I have, but I know what you're talking about. What it is, is it's basically, you know, like if you make pudding, like a skin forms on the top of the pudding, mm -hmm. it's the same thing, but for soy milk. Um, so it's not really tofu. Um, it's just the skin that forms on the top of simmering soy milk and you like um, pull it off and you can like eat it immediately or dry it. Um, they, they sell it at supermarkets in Japan. It's really, really good. It has, uh, you know, wonderful fresh soy milk flavor and kind of a uh, snappy texture sort of sort of like uh, chicken skin in a way. And uh, so, so I found that there and I was really excited about that. I'm trying to think of other weird stuff. What about in the dried fish aisle? Oh. <laughs> um, well, there's all the, all the little niboshi and, and, uh, and other small fish for making broth where you buy like a bag of like <laughs> 5,000 tiny dried fish. That, that's always, that's always a, an interesting experience. Uh, my grandfather, who will eat anything, um, he, he is 95 years old. Um, he, uh, he once um, called me to say that he went to the Asian grocery and he bought this bag of dried fish, which are for making dashi. And, uh, and he, he like, tried stir frying them and just eating them. And he said, oh. like, he, he was chewing and chewing and nothing happened. And I'm like, yeah, they're, they're, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> Did but you yeah, try... but, but dried. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I was going to say dried, dried, uh, dried fish, um, like dried squid is a really popular snack. Like um, that's, that's like one of the cash register impulse buy items that you see often in Japanese supermarkets, like a, a packet of dried squid. So I imagine like kids saying, you know, like, mom, dried squid, please. Yeah, it's kind of like an interesting version of jerky. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So did you, did you pick any up while you were there? The, the dried squid? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I, try, I tried some. Um, I, uh, I, I, I will say I, I, I've not really acquired the taste yet. Um, I, don't, I don't dislike it, but it's not, uh, I, I don't have cravings for it either. It is very fishy. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and, and I'm curious to know what form you tried it in, because like, I've seen the whole squid that's dried and then you know, tentacles are shredded. Yeah, it was, it was shredded. Yeah, that's, that's like, always the kind of the soft landing version. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't quite ready to spring for the whole squid, but I certainly saw it. <laughs> what were your well besides the cereal aisle and mm -hmm. the Yuba, what were your favorite things? Oh, I loved I loved the fact that you could get extremely fresh mackerel um because that is my favorite fish and it's uh it's not real it's not real common in the US in general, but especially not on the West Coast um cuz it doesn't swim off the West Coast. In in Japan, um, not only not only do they have mackerel uh, in every supermarket, but 
in in my supermarket they they didn't have like a um you know like a beautiful fresh fish on ice display it was it was really um you know styrofoam trays like uh like you see um at a, a small american supermarket but you could buy like any amount of mackerel that you wanted if you wanted like one small fillet you could find that if you wanted one large fillet if you wanted two medium sized fillets it took me a while to re- to figure out that these these were not like different species of fish but it was just mackerel over and over in different cuts um so you can take home exactly as much as you need i i loved that and it was uh in our apartment we had a a uh, very typical japanese stove which is two gas burners and a fish grill in between them and uh so i would bring home the mackerel and, and cook it in the fish grill um which uh, it's like totally idiot proof um and i was talking to friends and friends were saying you know i don't really use my fish grill that often and i'm like why not this thing is great and then, like, I made some mackerel, and like a couple days later, I went to open the fish grill, and I had forgotten to clean it, and there was like this congealed fish gunge all over it. And I'm like, oh, maybe oh. that's why they don't use their fish grill very much. <laughs> you know, the first time we lived in Japan, we were in a tiny, tiny little place, and our kitchen didn't have an oven. Mm-hmm. So I cooked an entire uh, Christmas dinner in a toaster oven and the fish grill. Oh, wow. And a stove. And so you can do amazing things with those fish grills. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, the, you know, the, in the same way that, like, the supermarket is, is designed to sell everything you need for Japanese cooking in a small space, it's, it's not really any kind of handicap to have a small kitchen in Japan if you're cooking Japanese food because it's kind of designed to be cooked in that kind of kitchen. Yeah, yeah the, the cuisine and the tiny kitchens have sort of evolved together. And you can even MacGyver it into cooking some other things <laughs> that they were never meant to cook. <laughs> right. Did you find, like, turkey? No, we, we did, um, like, little chickens. Ah, that makes sense. But I guess now, I've heard that now, if you know the right people or whatever, <laughs> you can get turkey. Black market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> market turkeys, yeah. So, um, we're... Were all the supermarkets that you visited in Japan, were they all very similar or were there a bunch of different types or? Well, they were, they were all pretty similar. I, you know, I, I got curious about, um, you know, that I loved life supermarket so much. Um, you know, would I, would I love a giant suburban supermarket even more? So I did go to one. I went to one called uh, Ito Yokado, um, which, uh, which I think is owned by 7-Eleven because it had the 7-Eleven logo all over it. Um <laughs> But so it was a huge, like, you know, Walmart super center size uh, suburban supermarket. And it had like more choices of all of the stuff, you know, like 27 kinds of miso instead of just 16 kinds. <laughs> and, um, and it did have a gorgeous uh, uh, butcher counter and a gorgeous fish counter. Um, but it's really the same stuff, just, uh, just more of it. It also it had a really cool housewares section, um, and uh, and our supermarket did also, but but the one at uh, at the suburban supermarket was huge, and uh, um, one one section of the of the housewares uh, department that I got kind of obsessed with was um, they had all kinds of things for draining your rice, like um, so uh, for for making washing rice easier because. Usually you wash your rice uh, like uh, um, in a bowl or or, uh, or a pot or something, and then you try and pour the water out, and you lose a bunch of the rice, or at least I do because <laughs> yeah. uh, because I haven't learned to do it right. So they, so apparently I'm not the only one because they had all of all of these uh, you know a bowl with a built-in strainer and uh, you know seven different ways. Uh, it's cool, really cool kitchen gadgetry. 
Yeah, the Japanese do kitchen stuff really well. Yes. Can I mention another cool kitchen thing、yes. that I did buy and bring home?、Uh, We,、uh, um, Iris, my daughter, and I, we went, to, we went out for eel one night and、uh, we, we got uh,、um, unadon um, eel,、uh, eel on a bowl of rice. And,、uh, and you know, just before serving it,、um, the, uh, the cook reached into the, into the sauce、um, with this ladle and ladled extra sauce onto our eel and rice. And the ladle was like a little、um, cube shaped bucket. With three spouts coming out the side, so it would distribute evenly over the rice. So it's, it's a ladle made just for saucing rice bowls.、Wow. Um, and I'm like,、oh. we have to get one of those. And I found it at,、uh, at Tokyo Hands, the,、uh, the do it yourself store. I mean, we love that place. Yes. <laughs>、um, and so now I have the, the rice bowl ladle. Would you、uh, okay. mind sending us a picture of that? Yeah, we need yeah, a picture yeah, of that.、Sure. I would love and, to see that. And Noriko, if you're listening to this,、um, I need you to send me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> And more of the silicon saibashi, too.、Yeah. I, need, I need that in my life. <laughs>、uh, so I have to ask this is actually kind、yeah. of a random question. Did you make it to a Costco while you were there? <laughs> I did not. I heard, about, I heard about your guys' adventure at the Costco. And, and I was wondering, I can't remember if you talked about it or not. Did you talk about,、um, like, is there, is there like a food court at the Costco or、yes. like, you know, like a food counter like, like was, at American well, Costco? The weird thing about Costco is you go in and you feel like you're in the US because it's laid out、uh, exactly the same. They have the food court that looks exactly the same. But then they have something that we're kind of obsessed with, and Rachel has been talking about all freaking year. Was it the、um, ice cream? The Hokkaido milk ice、right. cream. Yes. I remember now. Yes. And it's amazing. Yes. It's、so、life、time. changing. <laughs> yes, it is. We ate so much ice cream. We, you know, we, were, <laughs> we were in Tokyo for all of July, and it was like、uh, the, the most appalling weather. Um, and、uh, so we just say we are not going to try to control our ice cream intake <laughs> in any way.、Um, and、uh, the ice cream、uh, like confection bars, ice cream bars and things on sticks,、um, better in Japan than anywhere else I've ever been. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I second that. Completely agree.、Um, th- there was this thing that I would get at, at the supermarket, which had an excellent ice cream section that was like, It was sort of like a choco taco, except it looked like a drumstick cone that had been run over by a steamroller. So, like this <laughs> flattened ice cream cone with mint ice cream inside and a chocolate layer. And the amazing thing about, about all the,、uh, the Japanese、uh, ice cream bars is、um, if they say something is going to be crispy, it is crazy crispy.、Um, you know, it never like, gets、uh, stale and mushy in, in the wrapper from sitting around like the American ones do.、Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they do it. It's some, some sort of、uh, space age、uh, food chemistry magic,、uh, but I'm totally in favor of it. Yeah, maybe we don't want to know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you visit、um, the, the grocery section in a department store? Yes, the, the Depachka.、Uh, yes. Absolutely.、Um, we, I went to a bunch of them. I.、Um, I, I think the Depachka are amazing.、Um, and I would love to like, spend more time going back and, and really understanding, like, <laughs> you know, to, if, if for people who haven't been to one. So, in the basement of every department store in Japan,、um, there is a food hall. And if, you, if you've been to like, the, uh, the uh, Grande Pisserie in Paris or like Harrods Food Hall in London or that、uh, one in Italy, it's like that, only much, much more so. So, the big ones have like you know, over a hundred different counters and、uh, you know, Western food, Japanese food,、uh, other international food,、uh, 
um, like the top French patisseries will have will have stands there. Um, you know, famous uh, if famous. I was about to say famous German charcuterie stands. I'm not sure if there is really such a thing, but if <laughs> German charcuterie. I'm sure you would recognize these names. Um, you know, any kind of food you can imagine of of the utmost quality is available in these depachkas. I found them pretty overwhelming. I felt like when I went to the supermarket, like you know, that uh, this is this is stuff I recognize. Like I can navigate this. I can. I can get stuff to bring home and, and cook a great meal at the Dupachka. Like, I didn't know where to start. <laughs> that, that's more like Disneyland than yes. grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. There, were, there was um, at, at one at, uh, at the uh, Isetan um, store, I think there was, there was one place that sold um, only um, uh, Chinese uh, uh, spring rolls, fried spring rolls with like 18 different fillings. Amazing. Every Dupachka will have a, a, a kushikatsu stand. Um, where uh, you can buy um, things on sticks that are either already fried or breaded for you to take home and fry yourself. Um, and for each one, you can choose cooked or uncooked. Um, those are really cool. It's a great way to get a bit of an education in, in food. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And, and they always have um, like uh, extensive um, uh, Japanese confections, uh, uh, wagashi sec- sections. And I, I know nothing about traditional Japanese sweets. Um, but uh, just to walk through and, and look at them, it's it's the most perfectly um, constructed and arranged food that you will ever see. It's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of these days we need to, to do our Wagashi episode. But. Oh, definitely. Yes. I will listen to that. Maybe I will learn something. <laughs> Finally. Allison and I actually took a class together. Mm-hmm. Almost a, a year Wagashi ago. Class? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was fun. And delicious. And, and I learned I will never be a good wagashi maker. <laughs> <laughs> Allison is much better at it. <laughs> I don't know. I think if you, you have to apprentice yourself to a master. Like, and for the mm-hmm. first five years, you just have to like weigh the sugar or something. And then uh, <laughs> after that, you know, maybe you get, get to make some sort of bean paste. And then uh, you know, just like you know, 27 years from now, you'll be a wagashi master. But at what point do you cut your losses and run? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really, you should do this. Trust me. <laughs> it's an excellent use of your time. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, uh, speaking of Iris, let's bring her back into the conversation. Sure. Um, what was her reaction to the supermarket experience? She loved it. And uh, her favorite thing about it, um, I mean, she, she likes coming to, to Awajimaya with me in Seattle and, um, you know, having a place like that just down the street from us was a real treat. And it was a double treat because uh, in Tokyo, which we have never done at home and probably will not for several more years, we could send her to the store by herself uh, with, a, with a little shopping list and a little coin purse. Uh, she, um, she carried this little coin purse around her neck shaped like a takoyaki. Uh, which, <laughs> yes! which we got at the takoyaki museum i remember uh, you posting pictures of that yeah uh and uh, and so we could send her to the store and uh and she would like come back with uh with change and like uh whatever we asked her to get and uh and some kind of weird candy that she picked out um and uh she uh you know i've never seen her more proud of anything and so I'd love for you to explain why it was that you sent her there but you're waiting in the states cuz i think that's that's a great distinction. I th- it's partly it's partly like genuinely safer and partly just cultural. I think um, kids in Japan are just assumed 
it, it's assumed that that they will be able to do things independently until proven otherwise. And Tokyo is it, it is so safe that it's it's very very hard to get your head around it as an American. And you know, I I, I am not one of one of these uh, types of people who who uh, spends my a lot of time worrying about uh, about crime or about other other things that can befall you uh, in uh, in big city America. Um, mostly, I think things here are pretty safe, but they are not Tokyo safe. And I, I, I don't know the reason for that, but you know, Tokyo has the has the lowest crime rate of of any big city, despite the fact that uh, it is the biggest. Um, and the other thing is that uh, cars in residential neighborhoods in Tokyo, there aren't very many of them in the first place, and they move very slowly. And so those those are the things you worry about when you send your kid out by herself, and you just don't have to worry about those things in Tokyo to any meaningful extent. And you know when you're when you're on the train in Tokyo, you know you see like six, seven, eight year old kids, um, you know a couple of them riding together with no parents, riding to school maybe twenty minutes on the train, and uh, you know nobody worries about it um, to the point that have, have you seen the show First Errands? The TV show? No. no. There is this TV show. It's, I think it's a very popular show because it seemed to be on a lot um, in Japan called First Errands where they send a crazy small kid out on an improbable errand um, <laughs> followed, followed by a camera, of course. So, so like they sent a two-year-old to the store to oh get uh, like, uh, a half gallon of milk and, and some gyoza sauce um, on the episode that we watched. <laughs> No. And there's always there's always uh, some uh, some crisis moment um, where like all the parents in the viewing audience burst into tears. Um, at least I did. Uh, <laughs> where, like you know the kid, she, uh, she's like dragging home this uh, this thing of milk that weighs half of, half as much as she does, and it breaks open, and she has to go back to the <laughs> store, and they help her tape it up, and she's crying, but then she gets back home, and everyone's happy. Um, <laughs> It's it's a really great show. <laughs> Leave it to the Japanese to have moments of, you know, cathartic moments in in that type of a show. Right. So what else can I tell you? They have cool cash registers. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, I was just looking through my notes. Let's let's talk about the checkout experience. Well, for for one thing, um, Japan is extremely cash oriented. Um, and so I'm used to using my debit card when I go to the supermarket in Seattle. Um, and uh, in Japan, um, pretty much every place uh, wants cash. Um, and so I never really got the hang of handling all of the coins involved uh, in, uh, in the yen <laughs> currency. Uh, but uh, so when you, when you go up to, to, the, uh, to the cash register, um, first of all, um, uh, Allison, I'm guessing you had this experience also. I, I understand a little bit of Japanese, um, but not very much. And so um, there, there's like a whole, um, like a spiel. <laughs> spiel is not really a fair word to, to describe. Like there, there's, there's a very like um, prescribed interaction between customer and, uh, and cashier that like I could not hold up my part of because I couldn't speak Japanese well enough. So I basically like had to stand there and nod while um, they went, uh, went on about, um, you know, in extremely uh, like humble, honorific language, you know, like, you know, honorable customer, uh, like, can I help you with this, this or this? I just like, mm, you know, die joke. <laughs> um, and uh, I, 
I, for example, I didn't figure out until um, like pretty much the last day of, of the uh, like 33 days that we were there um, that there's this uh, little uh, coin tray um, by, by the cat <laughs> register uh, that, uh, that I was not supposed to be just handing uh, my coins to the cash register, <laughs> but putting them in this tray. And that's why they would always take the coins from my hand and then put them in the tray and then pick them back up because they were trying to show me the right way to do it. But if you pay, if you paid with a bill, um, they they had uh, this bill slot on the cash register where they would slide the bill in, and the, it would automatically count out the change and return the change in bills, and the bills would be hot to the touch. So it was, <laughs> it was really cool. So they would hand you like this hot off the presses money. <laughs> um, and uh, and then you and then you bag your own groceries at, at most supermarkets. So the uh, the like you know very. Uh, hands-on, we'll do everything for you, customer service experience kind of ends there. But the bagging stations are really nice. Like they, uh, you know, they have like a little sponge for you to um, wet your finger to slip the bag open and like, you know, everything you need, like, oh, um, a string to, um, uh, uh, for like, uh, you can come to like tie up your newspapers or if you need to tie anything there, there's like string available. Um, it's, uh, it's well thought out. And even a lot of times, um, at least I found that they'd have like little plastic blue or white handles that you could slip onto things that, yes. that were super heavy and awkward so the plastic wasn't cutting into your fingers on the bags. Right. Just way, way more thoughtful than our packaging yeah. here. Yeah. So, I mean, really, the whole experience, it was just, it, it was comforting in a way that, that I can't totally explain. It was just like, you know, I, I, I love Japanese food and, uh, and other Asian food, like, pretty much to the exclusion of every other food. And so it felt like, you know, really for the first time going into a supermarket that was not not like a, a special supermarket, but just like an everyday supermarket where everyone there was was looking to buy and enjoy the same kind of food that I enjoy and wouldn't really think about, um, you know, going there for anything else. Um, and uh, I, I really liked that feeling. Do you have any tips or tricks for someone who's visiting Japan and can they go into a Japanese supermarket for the first time? I think it, it's a, you know, it's an opportunity to, to learn about the, the things that you have been eating or, and are going to be eating in restaurants. Like you can, um, you can browse like the pickle section and see, um, oh yeah, that there's that pickle that I, that I got, uh, um, as a side dish with lunch today. Um, and maybe even be able to figure out what it is. Um, you know, you can see you can see the produce in its uh, in its uh, whole form. You can uh, you can get a sense of like um, what the what the most common species of fish for sale are because um, those are ones that you're going to be seeing on your plate a lot um, when you when you go out to eat. Um, and uh, and you can and you can stock up on candy. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, and that's what's important. Right. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's the universal language, you know, whatever, whatever language you, you speak, uh, you're, you're not going to have any trouble navigating the candy section. Yes. Um, Good yeah. Stuff. And the, 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 uh, the quality of chocolate in Japan is really high in general, too. <laughs> I, as a, as a chocolate lover, I was, I was very satisfied. Yeah. It, it tends to be a problem for me when I'm there because <laughs> I have to remember I'm supposed to eat other things too. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the only thing we didn't talk about is like the prepared food section, which is kind of cool. Oh, uh, that's a good point. That uh, you can you can get like uh, um, yakitori um, uh, and uh, uh, tempura and uh, and uh, you know things. 
uh, things that, that would be kind of sketchy if you saw them in a deli case uh, in America um, uh, will probably be pretty good. Um, you know, like if you get yakitori at a uh, at a supermarket, it won't be the best yakitori you've ever had, but it'll it'll be decent. Um, and uh, you know, sometimes uh, I, I certainly did fall ba- fall back on that a few times. Yeah, that's something we definitely noticed when we were there. Was you can go to like a convenience store, and it'll oh, yeah. be decent food instead of the whatever yes. it is that you find here. <laughs> Sometimes compare compare the hot case at a Seven Eleven in America <laughs> with the hot case at a Seven Eleven in Japan. Uh, it oh. is you know, it is comedy. <laughs> That's just bad. <laughs> I, I know I know that um, uh, they uh, there is something in there about about a, uh, a point card, uh, a point card, very yes. popular at a lot of different places. And, uh, and I, I, you know, I could tell, I, I knew when they were asking me if I wanted to sign up for a point card, and I really did want to sign up for a point card, but I was afraid <laughs> that if I did, like, I wouldn't be able to fill out the form correctly and wouldn't know how to use the card correctly. I should have just gone for it. We did get the Mr. Donut point card and, and used that very successfully. Oh, good. Well, how about, uh, do you have any recollections of what was said to you when you walked in the door? Uh, uh, there we go. I don't know. I don't know if you could work anywhere in Japan, though, with the interest was kind of lackluster. Right, right. It's like, Irashimasa! Okay, there we go. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> now right. we know you actually did go to Japan. <laughs> that's right. I heard that a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know when someone has, because that's, that's like a souvenir that you bring home. <laughs> yes. Is knowing how that's said. <laughs> well, awesome. We're really glad that you... Uh, you know, went to Japan just to go to the supermarkets for us. <laughs> oh, yes. And I am ready for my next assignment. And we're still still disappointed that we missed you completely. I know. I am disappointed, too. Um, but uh, hopefully hopefully next time. We're going to have to uh, work this better next time. Yeah. If you have <laughs> if you have any assignment, if you want to send me to um, to that uh, Jiro Sushi place, um, uh, you know, pay my way there and I'll report back. I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> How about we all meet there? <laughs> okay, great. That would be awesome. May I uh, may I plug my show before we go? Or yes, we, uh, go for you, it. You will have already done that at the beginning. That's fine. Well, we can we're do gonna, it again. <laughs> we're gonna, we're going to do it, but um, but you should have the 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 chance to do it as well. Okay. Um, so I co-host uh, with Molly Weisenberg of Orangette, uh, and uh, she's also author of the book uh, A Homemade Life and the upcoming book Delancey. We co-host a podcast called Spilled Milk. Uh, it is a food and comedy show. It comes out every other week. You can find it on iTunes or at spilledmilkpodcast.com. And we t- take a topic like yogurt or uh, Japanese junk food recently. Um, uh, your friend and, and our friend, uh, Kate, um, sent us a, a goodie box uh, from Japan. Uh, and uh, things like mushrooms. Um, we, uh, we've, gone over, we've gone through our day of perfect meals. Uh, we, we have uh, way too much fun. Um, and most of the show um, consists of uh, high-pitched hysterical laughter. Um, and uh, I hope you'll check it out. Thank you. And Rachel and I are huge fans of his show. Oh, thank you so, so much. Yeah. And I think we laugh, or we laugh, well, we do laugh, but I think <laughs> we listen partially because we're listening for the high-pitched hysterical laughter. Yes, Good. definitely. I am glad to hear that because we're, we're, not, we're not trying to get rid of it. That is one of the best parts of the show. If anything, it's getting worse. <laughs> I think you'd have angry customers if you've tried to get rid of it. That's right. <laughs> I like the idea that we have customers. Yes. 
we, yes. we always speak to our customers in, in an honorific tone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, thank you so much for having me having me on the show. It's it has been a total pleasure. I'm a big fan of your show, and uh, you. I would be delighted to come back anytime if if there's something that I can talk about with even a vague uh, glimmer of expertise. We would love to have you back, and thank you so much for making the time for us. My pleasure. Yeah, we we were kind of geeking out because <laughs> you know it's like getting to meet one of your favorite celebrities or something. So yeah, pretty much. That's ridiculous, <laughs> but <Yep>. thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> We'd like to give Matthew a big arigato for taking time out of his incredibly busy schedule of planning to take over the world to speak with us. And uh, we hope that you will go over and check out his blog, Roots and Grubs, and take a listen to his amazing podcast, Spilled Milk, and also his book, Hungry Monkey, because it's actually one of my personal favorites. I'm Allison Day. And I'm Rachel Hutchings. And you've been listening to the Me So Hungry podcast. The podcast that is very... Funny, 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 surprise, surprise. Funny, 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 surprise, surprise. Get me so hungry. So that was awesome. <laughs> that was. <laughs> that was really fun. He's fantastic. He cracks me up.